after thousands of auditions. I can say with confidence that there are thousands of talented actors out there. Each one brings their own brand of technique, personality, and interpretation to every role that they are seeking to play. Here's the thing. Many times I am missing one important ingredient that make the best audition impression. It's the mood of the piece. How does the mood or emotional conditioning affect your performance? Let's check out this often overlooked performance element called acting in the mood. This is Casting Actors Cast. It's time for another episode of Casting Actors Cast, insights for actors from a casting director. Each week, we show you how to advance your talent and your career with practical tips, advice, and positivity. Here he is, your host, Jeffrey Dreisbach. Well, hello, I am Jeffrey Dreisbach, and this is Casting Actors Cast. Nice to see you today. Hope you're having a good day. I'm having a good day. We're calling this In the Mood. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that element that I see oftentimes actors sort of omitting or not including as part of their audition process. And I think I've got some tips and some ideas and some suggestions that are going to really help you think slightly differently when you're submitting your next audition, whether it be on self-tape or whether it be on Zoom. But first, this is that moment of the conversation where I get to simply say thank you for tuning into Casting Actors Cast. We're over 80,000 downloads of the podcast. It is very, very exciting for me to be able to get that much information out there to you folks and to hear back from you has been a dream come true as well. Hey, listen, if you haven't checked out the website, Casting Actors Cast, all one word, castingactorscast.com is the place to go. You're going to see all of the places where you can get the podcast. In addition to that, you're going to find some videos. You're going to see an archive of all the past podcasts. Plus, if you fill out that form that says dive into the talent pool, that's a way that I get to just make sure people are tuning in and listening. It asks for your name and your email address. By the way, I don't do anything with that. I just keep it on archive. On occasion, I might send out a blast uh, to all of those people who are who've chosen to dive into the talent pool about a future episode or just a piece of information. But I don't spam you. I don't eat you up your bandwidth or do anything like that. But if you fill out that form, that's going to open up some freebies as a thank you. One is a book that I wrote called Conversation Pieces Out of the Studio, the voice of a workshop for professional actors. It's a 100-page PDF all about doing voiceover work. Next is a free video. Um, that it's just 20 minutes, but it's exclusive. It's a private video called Casting Secrets, What They Don't Tell You. But I'm going to tell you in this free 20-minute video. Additionally, on the website, you're going to find Jeff's Jots. And those are blogs and show notes to the corresponding episodes that you're hearing or watching. Now, listen, the only thing I ask in return, in addition to your name and your email, is that you leave a thumbs up, a like. Perhaps you would watch us on YouTube and give me a review. It really means a lot to grow this community. I think 
there's a, a sense now that we're really helping a lot of other actors out there. Um, actors who might not have access to, you know, the, the, the top acting classes or really want to know what, the, what it is to being a professional actor, what that's all about. We're answering that question on this podcast so you can help others. So a review, a share, a thumbs up, any of that stuff is so incredibly helpful. I appreciate anything uh, along those lines. So thank you very much in advance for doing that. Finally, my shout out to Actors Connection. Actors Connection. Actors Connection is all online now. That means classes, seminars, workshops, all of those things that you might be interested in as far as staying fresh and current and meeting industry folks, you can do all of that at actorsconnection.com slash New York. So hello to my good friends, Colleen and Tony. All right, let's jump into the subject at hand, shall we? So let's talk about the mood. Now, that's something that's often overlooked. And so let's define what the mood is, actually. Uh, you know that there are moods that the character can be in, and that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is a way to look at the script and really have a good sense about what the author's subtext is. So the mood is what the author's subtext is, not the character's mood, but what's the author trying to create? What are the atmospherics of the scene or the project? Or if it's a play, of the act, you know, act one. So really thinking in terms of what the author's intention is becomes a wonderful blueprint for the style and choices that you might make in the character you're asked to play. Make sense? So don't forget about the mood and the author's intention, the author's subtext is the mood. So a couple of things to share about that. For example, if the mood is difficult to establish, if you, you're reading a scene and you have no idea what the mood of the scene is, um, if it's a comedy, if it's a drama, is it spooky? Is it sexy? Is it, if you're really having difficulty figuring out what the author's intended mood is, then my suggestion is that you pick one. Pick a mood. See if it works. Read the scene, read the act, read the material, whatever it is, in that frame of mind in terms of mood. And then you're going to decide whether or not that's really good or that doesn't quite work. So you're able to pick one if you've tried a few different ones. Make sense? The other thing is if you're given a scene, for example, then I would suggest using the scene in a variety of moods when you're working on it. And then simply find out what feels best, what works best for you. So you could decide and create a whole different kind of interpretation of your character simply based on the mood that you believe is best for the piece. So that's kind of exciting. A lot of people don't think about this. Now, this might be a way in which this can help you a little bit further, but I would take the time and do a little bit of homework and make a list of the moods that you can use for all your future projects or all your future auditions. Now, don't get freaky about this. It's not that hard. What kind of moods do you think the author might intend for the work that they're writing? 
Now, I've read a, a slew of uh, screenplays recently, um, many of which we've been asked to cast. And it's so interesting that in a screenplay, oftentimes the mood is like very close to the very first thing that is talked about. For example, this one screenplay, I don't have permission to use the name, but it's a screenplay that's really, really good. It's a really good movie um, that we're going to be casting. But it starts off talking about the cold, empty, um, uninhabitable uh, town. It, it's talking about the grays. And I have a feeling that the director's going to say, we're going to do all the you know sepia gray tones in the entire film. And it really establishes a mood so that by the time you start getting into the dialogue, you have a frame of reference that's absolutely unbeatable. Now, imagine if you just got the scene. You didn't have all of that other information. Well, you know what? If you didn't know that that mood or those atmospherics were there, your interpretation might not, oh, here's a good word, coalesce. <laughs> good word, right? With what the producer or the director is looking for. So that's why if you have a list of moods that you can sort of filter through and make a decision about what mood seems might be right for this. And so the moods I'm talking about, make a list. It would be cold. It would be angry. It would be dark, foreboding. It might be bright, exciting, colorful, energized. It could be um, clinical. It could be antiseptic. So you see what I'm saying? You can come up with an entire list of different moods that you can try for any of these auditions that you might have. So making a list is a really, I think, a really good idea. Let's just pause for a moment and let's acknowledge that I just probably made you a lot of money right now, okay? Okay. Okay. Let's go on. All right. Sorry about that. I had a quick phone ring and I forgot to turn the ringer off. I apologize for that. But anyway, so let's move on from that one. Um, I think that list is a really, really cool idea. I want to want you to consider. So now let's move into a couple of little secrets that I'm going to share with you that I think are really helpful as you talk about, as you think about putting together the right mood for a particular scene and how that mood can affect the performance. A suggestion I have that I don't think is done, and I mentioned this in a podcast, gosh, 100 years ago, but that is using music as an underscore when learning a scene can help you interpret and find all kinds of interesting choices. So literally putting on a piece of classical music, if that mood is right for classical music, obviously having your own underscoring as you're learning something can make a really dramatic difference in some of the choices you might be making. So if you're stuck in terms of how to do that particular audition, underscoring might be the right answer. For example, if you've got a really contemporary, kind of a young, uh, hip, kind of a cool, well, you know what? There's so much fantastic music out there. Contemporary hit music can really inspire you as an underscore. I would literally put on a headset if I'm learning something, or if you've got a good sound system, you could just put that on. But having some underscoring as you're working on material might be just the ticket for you to make some interesting discoveries. All right, let's move on from there and give you another secret. 
This might be hard to understand, but let me try to explain it. Here's the secret itself. I want you to keep the choice of mood to yourself when auditioning. Now, that means if you've discovered a mood and it's going to be really appropriate and you really have a, a great idea about how to play this particular character, please keep it to yourself. If you share that with a reader and you're doing a Zoom audition, you know what? You're sabotaging yourself in advance. Keeping it to yourself means it's something that's personal. It's something that's private. It's something you're keeping inside. And that, ladies and gentlemen, that creates a really dynamic and provocative audition sometimes. It's very, very captivating for the casting director to see a point of view that's unexpected but committed coming from the actor. Okay, rewind that and replay that again because <laughs> I think that's such a really good and important piece of information. So think about it this way, that the mood is the baseline catalyst for any audition. Deciding what the mood is can lead to confident decisions and really creative choices that are interesting and simply unique to you. So you've probably heard this. You've probably heard that actors need to make choices and commit to those choices. You know, that's acting 101. Des decide how you're going to play it and then make a commitment to the choice. You know what? That's hard sometimes. That's sometimes hard to do, right? With all of the choices that are available to the creative actor, having a mood choice will open up, oh, here's a good word, myriad possibilities all kinds of really interesting choices. Then, of course, you have to have the guts to commit to those choices. That's why music, um, a mood list, those are all really great tools that can accelerate your process, really, and give you the creative edge that you might be looking for. So next time you have a, an audition, next time you find it challenging to kind of figure out or you ask yourself the question, I wonder what they're looking for? Well, first of all, never ask that question. It's none of your business what casting is looking for. It is your business to really make interesting, committed choices. And adding that mood element to your work might be just the ticket to get you to the next level, which is, of course, the callback. Hey, listen, if this has been helpful to you, please let me know. Please leave me a like, a share, do whatever you can to help promote the podcast. I really appreciate you being there today, and I'll see you next time on Casting Actors Cast. Thank you for joining Casting Actors Cast. Please don't forget to review, like, and share Casting Actors Cast wherever you get your patios, podcast videos. Thanks. I'm Megan Grace Martinez. 